Welcome to Staying in the Black, a show about teachers and money. I'm Miss Black, a New York City educator, single mom, and personal finance translator. Join me as I build my runway to retirement. Each week, we'll share actionable steps, resources, and inspiration that educators can use to maximize their benefits and improve their personal finances. Staying in the Black means having more assets than liabilities and being able to pay off your debt without any problems. Stop living paycheck to paycheck and build a joyful life. Thank you for joining me. Hello and welcome to another episode of Staying in the Black. I'm Miss Black, your host, and today's episode is about why you should name your future self. So why would you name your future self? Studies have shown that most people think about their future self as if they were a different person. So they don't really connect with who their future selves are. Through brain scans, they, when talking about their future selves, their emotional reaction is the same as if talking about a stranger. There's a complete disconnect of like from who I am today and who I will be in the future. So how do you make this connection? Making part of making this connection is naming your person, right? You have you name your animals. Some people name their cars. <laughs> um, you you spend a lot of time choosing the name for your children, but it is something that you connect to. It, your coworkers, you refer to them by name. Something that you connect to and becomes reality for you. So naming yourself really make naming your future self really helps make those connections, not only um, theoretically, but emotionally to who you will be in the future. Why is this important? The problem is we don't really care about enough about our future selves. Like in the, in the abstract, it's like, yes, I have to um, take care of myself now so that I can be healthy in the future. Or yes, I know that I should be contributing to my retirement accounts, so I'll have something in the future. But we have a tendency to say, I know I should be eating well or exercising. That's me. Um, The part about knowing that I should be exercising. But I'm tired right now. Or but that piece of cake looks really good and delicious right now. And I deserve a treat. So we constantly treat ourselves or make excuses uh, or say why we need the money now as to why we are putting it away for later because our present self, our current selves, that's real. And we don't like to be uncomfortable or feel like we're denying ourselves. And so when we name ourselves in the future, then it's kind of like, hmm, if I contribute a bit more to my retirement in right now, my future self can be taken care of. Now, 
I didn't know about this research when I named my future self. And I think I have spoken about my future self on previous episodes. So my future self's name is Lola. And I didn't name my future self because of financial reasons. I actually named my future self because I was watching an episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta and Nene Leakes was trying to choose her grandma name. And so she was becoming a grandma. Her oldest son was having a baby and she was going to become a grandmother and she didn't want to be called grandma. And so she was like, you know, going through different names that she thought that she wanted to be called. I think she landed on Glamma, which was, you know, so Nini. And so I was thinking like, hmm, what would I want my grandma name to be? Not that I was even near, nor am I now, close to becoming a grandmother. So I was just like, what would I want, you know, my future name or my older me's name? And I chose the name Lola because of that song, Whatever Lola Wants, Lola Gets. And I thought, hmm, I in my later years or as, you know, once I retired, didn't want to have to deny myself things. Like I felt like I sacrificed in my youth. And so I'm putting away all this money and planning for my future that whatever I want at that age, I should be able to do. If I don't want to work, I shouldn't have to work. Um, If I want it to be work optional and only work, Tuesday through Thursday, then that's what I should be able to do because whatever Lola wants, Lola gets. Now, I talk about Lola as if she's a whole person because she is me, but I speak about her so much that my friends have started to give me gifts that speak about Lola. So a couple of years ago, a friend got me a candle and of course, the name of the candle was Whatever Lola Wants. And I was excited. And some of my friends who happen to already be retired is like, oh, we're waiting for Lola. We can't wait till you <laughs> retire. Um, and then we can call you Lola. So the purpose, and then I was on Instagram. And what I noticed on Instagram was there's a, a skirt company that was started by a woman. And um, I think she started it probably in her late 40s, early 50s. And she has a, uh, a illustration of a woman. And the illustration of the woman is she calls her Lola. And I was like, oh my goodness. But what she did for Lola, which I thought was great, and I totally am adopting it, is she made Lola an acronym, which is Living Out Loud audaciously. And that's how I think Lola should live. And so not only will whatever Lola wants, she will get, but she will live out loud audaciously. And so, you know, I love, I love Lola, right? And because I love Lola, I take care of her. And not only, well, I take care of her financially. I got to work on taking care of her health-wise, but financially... (laughs) Lola's good. And what I do know is that if I don't take care of her health-wise, the financial part won't really matter. So we're going to work on that. And 
so that's the reason that you want to name yourself. Now, I've seen this in action. The first case is one of my coworkers was contributing. We were having a conversation and she was, you know, contributing a small amount to the 403B. And I said, you know, you should consider increasing your competition, your contribution to the 403B. And she said, well, you know, I'm a mom and little baby Allison is what she calls her daughter. You know, I sent her to private school and, you know, I want her in extracurricular activities. And I said, well, will little baby Allison be able and willing to take care of yourself, take care of you when you retire? And she's like, what do you mean? And I said, well, if you don't put away enough money for your retirement, is little baby Allison going to be able and willing to take care of you? Like if you want to go on a cruise with your girlfriends, will little baby Allison say, here, you know, mommy, let me treat you or I'm going to pay for your cruise or I'm going to pay your rent Um, that sort of thing. Or is she going to be questioning how you're spending your money? So like, what's your retired name? And she said, well, what do you mean? And I was like, I explained to her about Lola and I was like, what is your retired name? And she said, oh, I think my retired name is going to be Louise after my grandmother because she was, you know, she was when she retired, she could take care of herself. She lived independently. And that's kind of what I want to replicate. I want to, you know, be independent. I don't want to have to go to little baby Allison for money because I can tell you right now, she doesn't want to even give me a dollar. So I never really thought about it that way. And so she then went and increased her retirement contribution, not only because she didn't think little baby Allison would take care of her, but really she didn't want to have to ask little baby Allison to support her in retirement. And she understood that if she contributed more to her retirement, she would be less likely to have to depend on little baby Allison when she retired. And so I say not only would she will little baby Allison be able to, you know, it's kind of like that sandwich generation some of us may find ourselves in. We may be trying to pay tuition for our kids who are in college but also supplement our parents and support our parents financially because they weren't able for various reasons to contribute a lot to their retirement. And so we find ourselves sandwiched between, you know, trying to take care of our kids, support our parents, and then do the things that we want to do. So I think that the greatest gift that we can give our kids is putting away for our retirement so that we don't have to depend on them. Um, and they can take care of themselves. And, you know, news alert, if you're watching the news now, most parents are not, not only have they supported their children through college, but now their kids have moved back in with them. So they're still supporting grown children and how they're doing that and their parents, I don't know, but that's happening. Another colleague has, you know, finally gotten a salary where she feels like she can contribute and she's been really stressed over it. And so I said, have you, do you have a retired name? 
And she's like, well, what do you mean? And I was just like, you know, who are you going to be in retirement? Like, what, like, what's your name? And she's like, I don't really have a retired name, but whenever I have to go and ask for a raise or a promotion, I always picture myself as a man named Kelly. And so I was like, okay. And she was like, cause Kelly is, you know, he's confident and he, you know, knows what he wants and he's done his research and he, he's a go-getter. And so I said, okay, the feminist in me, I hope that, you know, Kelly one day becomes a woman, but what type of lifestyle do you want Kelly to live? What type of lifestyle does a confident, self, you know, assured and assertive man live? And she's like, he owns a house and he has kids and he has enough money for, to retirement that when he retires, he doesn't have to work anymore. And so I said, okay, so how are you going to save for Kelly's retirement? And she's like, I didn't think about it like that. I said, because what's going to help you is compound interest, but it takes time to compound that interest. The earlier you start, the more years you have and the more money you accumulate because you have been contributing to your retirement. And so we must have had that conversation like on a Wednesday. And by Friday, she was sending me a text saying, hey, I, you know, finally submitted my paperwork for my retirement. And so I texted her back, congratulations, go Kelly, he's going to live a fabulous life. Right. And so she just started laughing. And then a few weeks later, when the payment started coming out for to contribute to her 403, she said, oh, I realized on my pay stub that they're only taking out, you know, let's say $200 and I can actually contribute more. And I was like, great. So she's like, so I'm going to increase my contribution because I can afford to contribute more. And I was like, Kelly is doing, I sent her back that emoji of the the um, Saturday Night Live man on the iPhone. Because like Kelly is jamming. She's 27 years old and she is contributing, you know, more money to her retirement because she realizes that she has, you know, more time. And so, you know, she has time. And so she realizes the more she contributes, the bigger, the more funds that Kelly will have to enjoy. So you can name your person. Now, another activity, you can just name it. And, and some for some people, in the case of my two colleagues, just naming their retired self was enough. But some of you may need a bit more. So there is an app called Face App. And now there's several apps because when I was researching for this story, I remember that there was a lot of brouhaha or concern around FaceApp. So what, what is FaceApp? FaceApp is an app that allows you to take a picture, a selfie, and then you get to age that photo using AI. So you can age yourself, you know, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. So I hope you can see where I'm going with this. If you are eligible to retire in 10 years, 20 years, or 30 years, take the selfie, download the Face app, which is a free app, 
and you can age yourself. And so not only will you be naming your future self, you'll know what you look like or what you could possibly look like in the future. And I think seeing your future self, so I haven't done it yet, but I will once I finish recording this episode. And I don't get any money for you downloading Face app. Um, And I feel free, I feel confident in recommending it to you because I remember people thought like, they would be taking all of your information and doing all this crazy stuff. So I will also drop the article that made me feel comfortable in downloading Face app, but it seems to be one of the best for uh, age progression, although there are others. Uh, so using that, you will now have a picture and you might want to print it out and put it on your desk or print it out um, and make it the wallpaper of your phone. So every time you look at it, you're like, I got to take care of future me. Let me take care of, in my case, Lola. And so not only will you have a name, you'll also have a picture. And so if you're like, yeah, no, I don't even want to see what I might look like when I'm older. If you have anything else, you can also write or think about, you know, reflect about what your future self looks like. So I recommend that you do it through the five senses. So what will Lola sound like, look like, feel like, taste like, smell like in the future? So like what what will her life, you know, sound, look, feel, taste, smell like? It's really broad. It could be whatever you want and you can be as detailed as you want to be. You don't, you know, you can also think like, what will I do in retirement? Who will I do it with? What will be my community? Uh, What will my financial situation look like? Those type of reflection questions are also really helpful. You can be as, you know, broad or as detailed in thinking or if writing and journaling is something that's helpful for you. But writing those things down and making that emotional connection with your future self will really help you plan. So not only about the lifestyle that you want your future self to think about, you can also then play this out with social security and um, your financial planning and your health. So a 2017 study by the Institute for Future for the future found that the majority of Americans, 53%, rarely or never think about what life will be like in 30 years. Depending on how close you are to retirement, I mean, if you're in your 20s, you may be looking at 30 years. If you're in your 40s and 50s, you may be looking at 20 to 10 years. And for some of you, it's kind of like five years. So Doing that age progression and just thinking about yourself in the future will help you better plan. Neurological studies have found that our brain activity when thinking about our future self closely resembles the thought patterns of our brains when we conjure up thinking of other people. So we just feel it's okay to just push pain decisions down the line. We don't think about how quickly time passes. And because we're not connected, we just keep kicking the bucket. 
until we wake up one day and we're like, oh my God, it's time for me to retire. Have I planned uh, for Lola? And so I think it starts with the name. Now you may think like, I don't have a cool name like Lola that I can create an acronym about. That's fine. You don't have to go that deep. You could actually not even choose what would be a traditional name, but like words. And when doing I, when I was doing research for this episode, one of the articles I read um, said, you know, you can just name yourself. So it's kind of like, you might choose two words like retired, relaxed, right? So my future self's name is retired and relaxed. What does retired and relaxed look like or sound like or taste like to me? What does retired, relaxed do? You know, is she relaxing by the pool with a pina colada in her hand? Is she just taking leisurely walks on the beach at sunset? Is she, you know, playing spades or bid whist on Friday nights with her crew? Is she getting massages every other day or weekly, who knows? It is you, it's your opportunity to imagine and plan for the future you. And once you imagine and plan for them, you're more likely to be successful with it. So the highest leverage action step you can take in naming yourself is just choosing the name, right? Sit there and think, is it going to be a word such as my retire? It just relax, right? So or two words. So you can say yourself, retire, relax. You can give yourself a traditional name. Uh, as you can see, one coworker named herself after her grandmother who led the lifestyle that, you know, she wanted to live in retirement. The other coworker named herself after, you know, of a man who she thought was powerful and successful. For me, it was just kind of, hey, what do I want to be called by my grandchildren initially? And also that song is what gave me the name, right? So whatever Lola wants, Lola gets. And that's how I envision my later life being. When I started thinking through the financial lens, it added another level. And so once you name yourself, thinking of the lifestyle that you want them to have and who you do it with. And if the name is, you know, is causing you a challenge, causing you a challenge, then go through the reflection activities. What do you see your retired life looking like? What does it include? And like, what is the name of that person? And if it's your name, that's fine. But you might, I would advise you say, you know, for me, if I was going to just keep my name, it would be like future Miss Black, right? So if, you know, future Miss Black will have this, but I think having the name is fun, and it's cool, you know, my friends know about Lola, my kid knows about Lola, um, so people get a kick out of it. And it's a kick for me to plan her having a fabulous life and making decisions today to ensure that 
Lola is able to live out loud audaciously. So I hope that you have fun naming your future self and reflecting on the lifestyle that you want your future self to have, not only um, social emotionally, but financially. And I look forward to speaking to you next week. Remember, stay in the black. Thank you for joining us this week at Staying in the Black. Subscribe to make sure you never miss a show and visit our website at stayingintheblk.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at stayingintheblk. If you like the show, please tell a friend and leave a review in iTunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Thank you for listening. See you next week when...